Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You worked all week. Work, 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 work. You didn't have time to look at your fantasy lineups. Son of a But don't be afraid. That's why we give you Weekend Fantasy Update. Woohoo! And welcome to Weekend Fantasy Update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I am Joe Galena, joined by my friend George Kurtz. George, how's it going? It's going, Joe. It's going. Another uh, another solid week, summer week. Summer's finally started, right? So uh, it's going. I'm in a slow draft, Joe. Slow uh, fantasy football slow. draft. That, uh, okay. Slow is putting it nicely. This thing started <laughs> a week ago. That's seven mm. days. You want to know what round we're in, Joe? Uh, how many teams? Uh, 12. 12. 12? 12. Uh, I'm going to say that uh, a week ago, uh, uh, the start of the second round. Because you're saying it's slow, slow, slow. Am I that would slow? be ridiculously slow. <laughs> <laughs> I quit that one. No, we're, I think we're in round five. And how many hours in between uh, pick? Eight. Eight hours. Okay. All right. Eight, that's, eight. That's, not, that's not too bad. That's you know, horrific. I mean, you that's made less it sound, than round a day. That's like, terrible. Mm. Terrible. Well, I mean, what makes it even worse is, uh, listen, I, I like, uh, I don't mind slow drafts, but so many people are auto-picking. Yeah, mm-hmm. so we're in oh, the... Oh, that's uh, terrible. Yeah, round five, pick seven, we've had at least three, four, five, half dozen auto-picks. So people don't even seem to care. Right. So it, it's, uh, it's... Is this it's a, a mock or is this a real draft? Uh, I believe it's a mock, uh, but okay. I could be wrong. I'm thinking mm-hmm. for Jake uh, for Jake Seeley. Jake couldn't make it for one reason or another. I actually right. tried to bail out as well because last weekend, <laughs> Father's Day, wasn't a great weekend for me either. Right, but they right. said they wouldn't have a problem. I guess they weren't kidding. Yeah, mm-hmm. they knew it was going to be really slow. I made my picks on time, but uh, mm-hmm. it's been, where are you uh, picking pain, from? What uh, painful? What what you pick? I had the uh, third overall pick. Okay. Third overall pick. So I, I got Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, mm-hmm. It went uh, it pick. went the way yeah. we, we thought it would go. Uh, you know. Uh, a girly and Bell, I took Elliot at three. Second round, I decided to play around a little bit. I think I took Gronkowski in the second round because I didn't like anything else that was wow. out there. I wanted to see what my team mm-hmm. would look like if mm-hmm. I took uh, the top tight end in the second round. And right. after that, I filled out with uh, T.Y. Hilton since we got better news about Andrew Luck. Yep. Uh, and then I've gone a little running back crazy here with Derrick Henry and Darius Geis. But I said the draft's been, it's been thrown off kilter by the auto picks because guys have gone mm-hmm. earlier than they really should have or teams right. may not have taken. Like Aaron Rodgers went... Uh, Earlier than he probably would have. It's been uh, it's been painful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hate that auto pick because you're right. Then you don't really get the real uh, feel for what would happen. I mean, that's the whole purpose of doing a mock draft, right? To get a, a sense of where uh, certain guys are going to be going. You know, their ADP, and also, like you you said, to try different strategies. You know, you went with uh, Gronk as your second pick, and you wanted to see how your team would look. So, hey, the time to do that is in a mock. It is, and that's why I use a Mach 4 to, mm-hmm. uh, to try different strategies. And like I said, normally, you know, if it was a, especially a draft for money, 
I probably wouldn't take Gronk second round. This this was mm-hmm. late second round. It was the twenty second overall pick. There's a chance I could, if uh, which I in my mind in this draft it happened where pretty mm-hmm. much everybody who I wanted at receiver was gone already. You know, so mm-hmm. I couldn't get that top receiver. Uh, it's funny uh, when this when my second round pick happened it was probably Monday, which is before we found out about Jameis Winston. <laughs> Mike Evans yeah. went two picks before me, and he was the guy I was targeting. And so when right. he went left, I'm like, oh. You know, I was annoyed. So I'm like, all right, I'll go Gronk. I'll take a top tight end. Now I'm kind of happy about that since it looks like Winston's going to miss at least the first three games of the season. Yeah, yeah, that just came out of nowhere, too. And this is, I mean, I was going to talk about it later, but since you brought it up, I mean, we're going to be talking uh, fantasy baseball like we always do. Lots of news with the closers, George, right? I mean, this week has just been, I mean, certain weeks when we've been together, uh, one week it was just injury after injury after uh, baseball injury that we were talking about. Uh, but this week it just seems that there's just a lot of movement with the closers, so we'll talk about that. You know, we'll go over your uh, hot not column as well. We'll be uh, discussing fantasy football, a bunch of that. There was the FSTA, uh, that's the Fantasy Sports Trade Association conference happened this week, and there was a an experts uh, draft. I think it's not a mock. I think they I, I have, think they play it out. Uh, but I think it was 14 teams, and uh, Nando DeFino, our own Nando DeFino, was uh, involved in the draft. So I want to go over a little bit of that with you. So that's uh, the whole uh, scope of the show. But, uh, you know, I was going to mention uh, Winston a little later, but you, you mentioned him now. So, uh, you know, I, I was n- not very high on uh, on Mike Evans. I know the guy is he's got a world of talent and, you know, huge receiver could, you know, pull catches out of the air, but it just uh, the connection between him and Winston just, you know, it hasn't happened enough for me. I mean, it, it just seems that they, they still need to work on things and he drops too many balls, but um, and, and Winston now, just like we said, you know, out of the blue, this uh, issue that happened in 2016, uh, I, he's, he's not indicted, right? Uh, it was an issue with uh, him allegedly groping a uh, Uber driver, I believe. Yeah, this isn't out of the blue. This has all been circulating for a couple of years now that we've heard yeah, about but, this. But, yeah, but you're right. It's not out of the blue, but we kind of, you know, it hasn't been in the news. At least I haven't seen it in the news for a while. <laughs> yeah, but, it's out of the blue as far uh, as the yeah. suspension is concerned. We, uh, yeah. I think most of us thought that maybe it was going to go by uh, the wayside here. We didn't, we're going to have to worry about it. And then it just, uh, you know, reared its ugly head again. So mm-hmm. uh, away it goes. And uh they got people calling for him to be suspended longer. I mean, Ezekiel mm-hmm. got six games. Why is Winston only getting three? My right. guess is the evidence was stronger in the in the Ezekiel Elliott's uh, in the Ezekiel Elliott's case than it was in the Winston case, and they probably had more less physical evidence here. I think here it may be more he said she said, and mm-hmm. uh, I think there's what another player that's backing up Winston. Not that that means a whole lot, as uh, this tends to happen when people friends always back up friends no matter what happened here. Mm-hmm. So uh, not a good look here. It also makes mm-hmm. you wonder what Winston's long-term future is in Tampa Bay because this is the last year. You know, next year he's due that big uh, bone, you know, the big contract. And I think good he, point. Uh, yeah. like right now he'd lose about something like a hundred thousand a game, something silly like that. Uh, sounds like mm-hmm. a lot, but next year it'll be a hell of a lot more. He's making twenty-one million for the season, so that mm-hmm. comes down to well, you know, almost what over a million a game he'd lose. That's why, right. as far as him appealing it. He might appeal it, but he'll drop that appeal but before the end of the season. He does not want that to go into next season, which is going to lose right. that much more money. He'll serve mm-hmm. that, that, that game. That the NFL has all, holds all the cards here. He'll serve that suspension this season because he, he does not want that to go into next year. And we've seen that before with Brady and Ezekiel Elliott. You can appeal all you want. You're going to lose 
All you're doing is spending <laughs> the union's money on lawyers and wasting your time. Uh, right. We've seen that over and over again. So uh, I do think he'll end up serving weeks one, two, and three, assuming it is three games. And you will have to deal with Ryan Fitzpatrick, which lowers everyone's value in San Francisco. Yeah, Frank. yeah. They even mentioned Ryan Griffin, but I agree with you. It's probably going to be Ryan Fitzpatrick. And, uh, you know, those first three games, it, presuming, it, it looks like, like you said, I mean, he'll probably just, if he's smart, he'll just serve it, get it, put it behind him and whatnot. But uh, uh, you, how much of a hit does uh, Mike Evans take? You know, I mean, it, you know, the fantasy baseball season, we've discussed this back, you know, back and forth that it's uh, it's a marathon, right? And the football season is, is, a, is you know, quick. It's quick hitting. You got to, you know, you, you end up, let's say, 0-3. Uh, your season isn't over, but, uh, you know, you, you're really digging yourself into a hole. So, how, you know, how much of this do you uh, do you think that people should shy away from an Evans at this point? Well, I mean, it's three games. Let, let's assume it's three games. I guess it could be a little more, it could be a little less. But for all, all intents and purposes, it looks like it's going to be three games, which is three of 13. So it's almost a quarter of your fantasy season, a little less, about 22%. Uh, so it's, it's a hit. It's not a disaster, but it's a hit. Right. I mean, Fitzpatrick is not chopped liver. You know, he's right. not a, you know, oh, my God, they're not going to be able to complete a pass. You know, they'll do some damage to the, it just won't be what it was. Not that Winston was all that great either, mind you. <laughs> he had his own issues. But, uh, right. you know, it won't be the same. You know, mm-hmm. a big part of uh, the problem for uh, also for Mike Evans drops. You know, mm-hmm. always it always bewilders me. Or actually, it actually amuses me when you have top right wide receivers. Wide receivers whose job is to catch the ball, and the biggest mm-hmm. problem is... Catching they can't, the ball. They can't catch the ball. <laughs> right. It's, it's, yeah. it, it always, I said, it, it amuses me to no end. I mean, how, how do you not mm-hmm. work on this and fix this problem? Uh, mm-hmm. So it drops him. It has to drop him. Now, how far are you dropping him? I said, I would have had him in a solid second round before this came out. You know, no mm-hmm. problem uh, with, the, with the second round. I think he's still bottom second, maybe third round. You're not going to drop him all that much because you figure he could lose, what, two to Two to three catches per game while during that suspension. That's about seven, eight catches. Maybe he loses a touchdown, touchdown and a half, somewhere around there. Even the yardage, you're talking 25, 30 yards, somewhere like I said, in that vicinity. So that's, that's not like, oh, my God, you can't make that up. You know, as I said, he drops. But I don't think he drops where, all, you know, oh, my God, he's around six now. He's not going to go that mm-hmm. far. Uh, but, I mean, would you rather have Mike Evans or a T.Y. Hilton right now? You know, Hilton with the the own issues as far as uh, does Andrew Luck play. Would you rather luckily, have Mike Evan? Yeah, luckily we're not really – most of us aren't drafting for another, you know, month to two. So we have a chance to see if, you know, how Luck progresses, you know, in camp. So, you know, at this stage of the game, I think that's still up in the air, right? You know, the comparison between Hilton and uh, and Evans. Yeah, but the idea is they both have issues. <laughs> so that's why you, you, make, you make the comparison there, where they're going to go. They both have problems. I mean, Fitzgerald. Yeah. Is, it, is it Evans or Fitzgerald? You know, you don't know who's throwing to Larry Fitzgerald. You know, yeah. Is it going to be you know, is it going to be Sam Bradford? They're going to go with him. Are they going to go with a rookie? Demarius Thomas with uh, Case Keenum. Do you like him? So th- this is the bunch where Evans is going to go with now. He's no longer going right. with the you know the A.J. Greens and Devontae Adams of the world now. now right, he, right. he falls below Adam Thielen, probably Tyreek Hill as well. So he, fall, mm-hmm. he falls down a tier. Mm-hmm. That's really what it comes down to. And now you're dealing with more, you know, tier three, tier four wide receivers where they all have some kind of worry behind them. And you have to mm-hmm. figure out, you know, would you rather have Evans, who's going to have Fitzpatrick at three? And who knows, by the way, what, what kind of shape Winston will be in when he comes back. That's another right. worry altogether. And like mm-hmm. I said, I'll say it again, he wasn't all that great last year. 
So right. this is not like it's Aaron Rodgers returning here. You know, mm-hmm. so there are all sorts of problems now with uh, with Evans, with Deshaun Jackson has the same issues now. It filters down to the tight ends as well. You know, that was mm-hmm. already a problem with Brayton Howard since they uh, really have two good tight ends here. Are they going to run the ball at Ronald Jones more? This mm-hmm. makes the Tampa Bay offense, uh, I'll say, interesting because it is interesting, yeah. but for fantasy owners, it's actually a problem. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, uh, we'll talk more uh, football like we usually do in the second hour. But, uh, yeah, that, that's big news that uh, uh, Jameis Winston has a chance of uh, missing the first three games of the season. And uh, you and I both agree. I mean, he hasn't been that great to start off with. So there is concern. Uh, you brought up a really great point in terms of what he's going to, what kind of shape he's going to be in, you know, once he does come back. So uh, we'll see at that stage. So um, what else is going on? Uh, have you... Uh, have you been watching uh, any of the uh, World Cup action? World Cup of hockey? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, the, the hockey draft was last night, right? Uh, yes, the NHL draft was last night. Yeah, uh, yeah. But uh, NHL also does a World Cup. Uh, no, I'm not watching any of the uh, World Cup, the mm-hmm. fight for soccer. I don't, uh, mm-hmm. I don't care. Even if Team USA was in it, I wouldn't care. Mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm, not a, I'm just not a soccer guy. Uh, I have right. no problem with people who like soccer, so I don't want to hear it. Good for you. Mm-hmm. All right? To me, I... Uh, I, I just can't get in. I, there are a couple things I don't understand about soccer. You know, uh, I hate that the players, uh, they, they all fake these injuries. That just drives me insane. You know, when they all act like they've been shot. You know, <laughs> so that, that's one thing that kills me. I don't get the extra time at all. Why can't you just stop the clock? Why do we have mm-hmm. this se- uh, se- secrecy? Oh, is there eight minutes of extra time? Is it 20 minutes, 18 minutes, an hour and a half, two? That, why can't we just stop the clock here? You know, when a player gets injured and when a ball goes out of bounds, when they're waiting for the throw-ins and the, the corner kicks or whatever. So it, it just bewilders me, and it's boring. Yeah. It's boring as all hell. And, and we talked about it last week. It, it almost seems like it's at the referee's discretion at the end of the game. Uh, and like you said, it's kind of like a secret as to how much extra time you're going to get. So, yeah, I'm kind of with you on that. And, you know, uh, plus, I mean, the USA is not in it. Italy's not in it. I don't even think Ireland's in it. So, I mean... Those are the three teams I kind of followed, you know, when I would watch the World Cup. But uh, yeah, we'll see. Uh, when we come back, fantasy baseball, we got uh, some uh, news coming out uh, from uh, the Reds. Nick Senzel, Clayton Kershaw news as well. We'll be back with more. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Fantasy Sports Radio Network Weekend Fantasy Update. Joe Galina, along with George Kurtz. And who wants to go to a 2018 World Series game? Tune in to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network between July 8th and July 17th as we'll be playing the DKMS Trivia Challenge for your shot to call in with a chance to attend the Fall Classic in person. The number to play is 844 844- 
844-843-6879. That's 844-843-FNTSY. The contest is sponsored by DKMS, who are looking for your help in the fight against blood cancer. For many patients, a bone marrow transplant is the best chance for survival. While 30% of patients can find a matching donor in their families, 70%, that's nearly 14,000 each year, must rely on a benevolent stranger to step up and donate. Find out how you can help the cause and go to dailyrotor.com slash DKMS. That's dailyrotor.com slash DKMS. It's the DKMS Trivia Challenge. July 8th through July 17th, call in and win. Uh, George, I don't think we could call in, but it uh, sounds like a great contest. Yeah, I think that'd be cheating if we did. I'm just guessing here <laughs> that uh, we, we will be uh, exempt uh, from that. Yeah, have you been to a World Series game? Uh, unfortunately, no. You? Yeah, me me either. I had uh, It's funny, my, my father was a big uh, Yankee fan, and back in the 70s, uh, and mm-hmm. for that matter, uh, part of the 80s, my, my grandmother worked at the, I think it was the Plaza Hotel. I may, I may be wrong about that, but uh, I think it is. And that's where Steinbrenner stayed, George Steinbrenner, uh, the boss, mm-hmm. back in, uh, mm-hmm. when he came to New York. And she could always get free tickets to any game. Any game, including World Series, including the playoffs. And the seats were about, I don't know, 10 rows behind the Yankee dugout. But my father, even though big Yankee fan, would not go to the Bronx. Yeah, that's when the, I guess the Bronx had the bad reputation. He was just he afraid of going to the Bronx. Wow. But you're right. In the in the 70s and 80s, the Bronx was associated with high crime. <laughs> so yeah. some people were. Yes. I, but my cousins yeah. went. You know, my uncles uh, went. But and my father wouldn't go. And it was uh, so we didn't uh, we didn't get a chance to go, which is uh And your cousins and uncles I, couldn't just take you with them? Uh, I, I didn't live all that close. I, it would have been out oh, of the okay. way to, uh, to go, yeah. c- come get me. And I, once again, you're talking back then, I was eight, nine years old uh, right, in the right. late uh, 70s. So uh, mm-hmm. I guess that wasn't going to happen. And, uh, you know, I couldn't take advantage of those tickets until I started driving, which is in the mid-80s. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, and, by, and I did. I took advantage of the tickets. I mean, I saw uh, a bunch of Don Manley's home runs during that streak where he hit, the, what, uh, eight games in a row and a couple of grand yeah. uh, When he hit five grand slams, I think I was there for two of them because I kept – grandma's giving me the tickets, free tickets. Mm-hmm. I'm going. You know, Absolutely, a couple, yeah. A couple of buddies go see the games. Unfortunately, the Yankees weren't very good at that time. You know, mm-hmm. This is after. Uh, yes, this is Mattingly and Winfield and uh, guys like David Getty and guys like that after the mm-hmm. uh, the Nettles, uh, the Gossages uh, had already left. Yeah. Well, I mean, they were decent, like in the mid to late 80s. Like they scored a ton of runs. They just had no pitching. And then, unfortunately, and thankfully, it was a short-term uh, the Stump Merrill years. Remember those, right? <laughs> I do. I do remember the Stump Merrill years. I believe the Yankees won the most games in the uh, 80s. Uh, outside of 81 yeah. and 83, didn't make the playoffs, only made the World Series right. in 81. But I believe right. they did win the most games. Uh, most regular season, yes. 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 And uh, George Steinbrenner was quick to remind everyone of that. <laughs> yes. That's, that's, that's the only reason I know, because I remember him always yeah. saying it, trying to uh, yes. say George was. Uh, George had an inferiority complex there. Yeah. He always had to bring that little stat up. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the '80s. It looked, uh, if I remember correctly, it was always the the Blue Jays that kind of were in our way from winning the division. You know, uh, Blue, Blue Jays were a good had team a good back team. then. Yeah. Very good pitching. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jesse Barfield in right field. Then he comes over to us and uh, us. I mean, the Yankees stinks up the joint. He was at a uh, old timers day last week. <laughs> yeah, Jesse Barfield. 
Yeah, he was. At, uh, I watched uh, a little bit of Old Times Day. Didn't see the whole, the whole thing. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought it was weird that it was on Father's Day. I mean, so much mm-hmm. stuff to do. You know, you're uh, a lot of people in, tra- in transit, and I know I had to set up because I had uh, people coming over here, so I'm setting up. And uh, mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. got to see the game more than the announcements, which was right. kind of disappointing. But then again, it's you know, it's not the same for me. Uh, Greg Nettles isn't there. Rich Gosses yeah. wasn't even invited there because he's still fighting yeah. with the team. Uh, yeah. You know, Don Mattingly is my favorite player. Don Mattingly, of course, is managing uh, with uh, with Miami, so he's not there. Mm-hmm. And, you, know, you can't see some of your favorite players. It loses some interest uh, <laughs> to me, but uh, it's always one of my favorite days of the year. Yeah, it was nice to see Andy Pettit pitching, and uh, the announcers had mentioned, because I, I, we were out for the day, and then at night they replayed it, so I was watching some of it, and then Andy Pettit was asking someone, should I you know, just lob it in there, or am I supposed to try to get people out? <laughs> um, and uh, How the, do you the, not know you're supposed to lob it in there? <laughs> unless you're Jeff Nelson, by the way. Yes, I mean, Jeff uh, Nelson takes it serious, although he served a he uh, the home run, ball yeah, the to uh, Nick Swisher, who was having the time of his life. You know, he's, what is he, he's 37 years old. How many major leaguers uh, are still playing? When is Swisher not having the time of his life, by the way? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's a fun guy to watch. You know, I, I He like enjoys him. life. He mm-hmm. really does. Good, and good for him, by the way. I'm not saying anything wrong with it. Good for him. Mm-hmm. But uh, he, he always seems like he's in, uh, enjoying things. But, yeah, he hit the uh, the actual home run there. But, yeah, Nelson will throw you a swerve. He's still trying to get you out there. <laughs> the Gossage was the same right. way, too. Which is, mm-hmm. you know, and I get it because uh, you know, pitchers do sort of get reamed in these things. You know, mm-hmm. your idea is just, you know, pretty much softball. Throw it in there, let him hit it. That's what the fans right. want to see. Right, and and Reggie was there. He got announced, but I don't think he came up to bat. But you know, I guess you know these guys that we grew up watching. The, you know, the Nettles, uh, the uh, the Gossages, they're getting up there. I mean, they're getting you know upper sixties, early seventies in age. So uh, you know, uh, I guess it's a matter of time before uh, you know they they don't want to play. Well, you don't, you don't want to see anybody especially die Reggie. a stroke or a heart attack on the field. <laughs> so I don't blame yeah. them for not playing. I mean, yeah. Reggie's got to be what sixty, seventy. So, yeah, uh, I think he's yeah, in his I, early seventies. For, yeah. uh, for not, for not swinging the bat. Yeah, but uh, and also he has a pr- a lot of pride. So basically, I guess if he uh, can't perform up to capabilities, maybe he's embarrassed to get on the field. I don't know. You know, I'm just presuming here, but uh, whatnot. So uh, let's uh, actually talk some uh, fantasy baseball. We've got uh, Clayton Kershaw making uh, his comeback tonight, which is Saturday night, uh, against the Mets. Uh, against Jacob deGrom. Uh, I think he skipped uh, Kershaw rehab and says, hey, let me just, uh, I want to play for real. Should be a good matchup. <laughs> what do you think of you the Mets right now? I mean, uh, oh, great. He's going to pitch against us. Lovely. You know, if you're the Mets, you're going to be like, you got to be freaking kidding me. Uh, everything's just going wrong in Queens. Uh, well, fantasy-wise, I, I know it's the Mets, but I'm probably still not starting. I don't own him in any league. Uh, I wasn't able to get him. So uh, I'm probably not starting him tonight this Sounds like a little bit of a rush job. We may not know rehab, or, right? I know it's the Mets, but come on, they're not terrible. Mm-hmm. Well, yes, they are. But uh, anyway, yeah, I, I, I like guys coming off, uh, especially pitchers coming off longer term injuries. In other words, more than mm-hmm. a, more than a couple of starts. I generally want to sit for one game. I think it's the perfect scenario. You could sit him here. Uh, your head to head league could be different because you might need certain categories that he can hit tonight. But uh, he wasn't all and that you know he's going to get some K's, anyway. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I say head to head league, you could convince me, but I think uh, in most leagues, I'm probably going to sit him tonight, let him uh, get one start on those belts, see what he looks like, and go with him next week. Mm-hmm. And as a fantasy owner in a season long league, um, at this stage, this is the way I feel. Hey, give me, you know, two or three straight good starts, and 
I'm putting him out there. You know, I'm trading him. I don't. I think yes. Uh, I agree with you. He's uh, he hasn't looked that great this year. He certainly hasn't looked like a first round pick. He's had his issues. Been hurt a couple of times now. Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. lighting up the scoreboard like he once did. Uh, yeah. If you can get a couple of good starts out, out of him, the problem is mm-hmm. you know so once if he, let's say he's dominant for a couple of starts here. He mm-hmm. looks at the Kershaw, the Cy Young Kershaw. You're going to be tempted to want to keep him, too, so you're really going to have to stick to your guns to say, oh, right, mm-hmm. no, no, got to trade him. You know, I don't want to mm-hmm. go through the injuries again. So it's sort mm-hmm. of a, a double-edged sword there. Yeah, but, I mean, if you could work out a deal for a Kershaw for Goldschmidt and you need help at a first base or corner infield, I'd do it. <laughs> no? I could be convinced. <laughs> I could be convinced. I mean, once again, mm-hmm. it depends on what you need. Maybe you don't need pitching. Yeah. Maybe you're fine pitching, right. but you need some power. You know, mm-hmm. all, all trades are That's are what I'm doable. saying. For a Goldschmidt, yeah, type or, you know, especially the way he's been batting lately. Yeah, Goldschmidt's finally figured it out. I do wonder if there was uh, something physically wrong with him. For mm-hmm. The first you know, two months of the season, it just took a while for him to, uh, to get through it, get over it. Now he is. Now he looks at the Goldschmidt of old. And mm-hmm. uh, hopefully, hopefully if you, if you, uh, you, know, if you draft the Goldschmidt, you held on to him. Yeah, if you didn't, uh, that's why it's so hard when uh, star players, and Goldschmidt is a star player, first-round draft pick. It's so hard when they don't perform well because mm-hmm. if you trade them, uh, you know, you trade them in mid-May for 70 cents on a dollar, you probably want to strangle yourself right about now. He looks great. Right. He looks recovered. Now he's hitting the ball, he's hitting the ball a ton, and you mm-hmm. ended up with somebody who's you know no, not going to come anywhere near. Even though you got, may have gotten two, three weeks of uh, solid production out of that player, Goldschmidt's going to surpass that by the end of the year fairly easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, cream always rises to the top, uh, you know, and, you know, baseball is a long season. So, I mean, regression to the mean, movement upward towards uh, the mean as well. Uh, so, like, you know, you're right. Uh, hopefully, if you, if you hopefully you held on to him and, and uh, didn't sell him at a discount. But uh, moving on. Uh, remember Nick Senzel, uh, the uh, top prospect for the Reds? Well, uh, his last 19 games, you know, he was going to be on our, I was going to talk about him as one of the hot players because over his last 19 games, uh, after that bout of vertigo that he had where he missed several games, he was batting 380. He had a, a triple slash of 380, 432, 608 in his last 19 games, uh, three home runs, 18 runs batted in, four stolen bases. And news comes out today. Uh, this weekend, uh, season-ending surgery to repair a torn tendon in his right index finger. So uh, we're not going to see him. I th- supposedly the earliest could be the a- Arizona Fall League. Is this the year of the finger injuries? <laughs> I mean, uh, Thor's out. Mike Trout now has got a sprained finger. I mean, mm-hmm. all of a sudden, we're a lot of finger injuries. Uh, Senzel mm-hmm. shouldn't be hurting anybody. Well, didn't play in the majors this year. This should not no. be a huge loss. No. So, uh, I ain't to say he's a top prospect. I, do, I, I had stashed him in one league. I think I dropped him a couple of weeks ago, but I had stashed him for, uh, for a while. But as soon as I realized him, it just didn't like Cincinnati had really any uh, want to call or any big need to call him up. He wasn't playing all that well. He had started playing well now. But uh, he got vertigo, not the finger. Maybe it needs time off. But, uh, yeah, this shouldn't really hurt any fantasy owners. Maybe it hurts you in a keeper at Dynasty League. Now you can't trade him, but you really can't, mm-hmm. still can't. You can even do that. I mean, if you're trading mm-hmm. someone who's out of it, they'll still take Senzel. They weren't playing for this year anyway. So sure. it shouldn't hurt his status for next season. So, uh, yeah, I honestly don't think this really affects much of anything fantasy-wise other than, you know, a guy whose name we know, you know, top, uh, top prospect for Cincinnati, out for the rest of the year could hurt his development a little bit. I think it reminds me of a Gleyber Torres situation from last year, where, yeah, he probably would have played in the maze at some point if he didn't suffer the injury. And now, instead of starting with Cincinnati next year, 
he may need to wait until May before he gets called mm-hmm. up. That's what it really right. does. Right. And uh, like you said, I mean, uh, if uh, you were stashing him, yeah, it affects you a little bit there. Uh, but in a way, with the composition of the Reds team right now, you know, you know, if you were stashing him, you were hoping for a uh, midseason call-up. But where was he going to play? I mean, maybe shortstop because uh, Eugenio Suarez having a, a very good year at third, right? Scooter Jeanette is just killing it, right? 335 batting average, 13 home runs, 50 runs batted in uh, coming into this weekend, right? Uh, showing that last season's uh, power surge w- was for real. Um, you know, first base, obviously, Vano's not going anywhere. I mean, maybe... Uh, you know, uh, you could teach them to play a little outfield because that's where I think that they're hurting the most, the Reds. I mean, Adam Duvall has turned into Joey Gallo, batting 202 with the 12 home runs and 42 runs batted in uh, to start the uh, weekend. Yeah, you're right. Uh, that's where the biggest problem in Cincinnati was uh, where are they going to put him? They, they have been mm-hmm. moving him around different uh, different positions. I mean, maybe there's a trade coming. You know, there's always mm-hmm. a trade, the, a trade, a chance they trade Scooter, mm-hmm. right? He could be dealt a deadline, nice power hitting second base was having a Another good season, whether it surprises mm-hmm. you or not. He's having a uh, a good, solid season there. I don't think Suarez gets dealt, which mm-hmm. is somewhat problematic because third base is his natural position as far as mm-hmm. Senzel is concerned here. Uh, they still got Peraza, too. They're trying to see if he can be a, a player, but doesn't look all that promising there. Uh, mm-hmm. So, But you put him in the outfield. I mean, Winker, Hamilton, Shebler when he returns. You know, Duvall, I mean, there's a lot, a lot of cooks in that kitchen there. That's not mm-hmm. exact, and he's not an outfielder. You know, so that, do you really want to take him away and also make him an outfielder? That may, I think it's easier said than done there. Uh, mm-hmm. Even shortstop. <laughs> I mean, how many third basemen do we know go, people go from third base to shortstop? You these are reversed. You go from short to third. A-Rod. No, no, yeah. A-Rod did the no, opposite, A-Rod, right? A-Rod from short to yeah. third, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's mm-hmm. rare because third base, you're yeah. generally more bulked up. You're playing the corner infield. You don't need to be as athletic, as fluid as you do at shortstop. Mm-hmm. So it's rare. So uh, it was strange what they have been doing to him this season. And now, once again, that problem's alleviated. Yeah, he's gone. He won't be back until, what, I think February at the earliest. So maybe spring training he comes back. Uh, but I do wonder what they're going to do next year with him. You know, he, mm-hmm. uh, right now I'm, I'm looking at his stat. He's six one two zero five. He could play short if he can learn the position. You know, that's mm-hmm. not uh, as all that big. Uh, so he could play short. But you wonder with the finger injury now, Joe, can he get much off-season work learning shortstop? Or does he, right. is, does he literally can't feel the ground ball you know, until spring training? If, in that case, mm-hmm. I don't see him being able to learn shortstop in six weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The news I saw and, uh, you know, things change is that he might be available to play uh, some Arizona Fall League, uh, you know, what's that, October, November? So, you know, that's a possibility, but you bring up some really good points. Um, by the way, you, you mentioned um, Gleyber Torres, you know, in comparison, you know, that when he uh, went down with his injury last year, um, just an aside, what'd you think of uh, Gleyber Torres saying, hey, um, if invited, I'm not going to be part of that home run derby. I'm not a home run hitter. I'm a you know contact hitter. He's got 14 home runs. I mean, but kind of a, a mature mature kind of thing to say, no? <laughs> to realize. Oh, uh, sure. Know, but <laughs> but Major, ba- Major League Baseball has some problems here. Everyone's saying no. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, uh, Bryce Harper is the only person who said yes right now. Uh, yeah. He said he said he'll do it if he makes the All-Star team, which, let's face it, he really shouldn't make it. He will. But he should I agree because mm-hmm. uh, he's supposed to be batting two ten. Uh, <laughs> but everyone's saying no. You know, Judge mm-hmm. said no. I mean, 
I, I don't think the home run hitting uh, guy should come from the All Star team. It should be the you know whatever top five, top ten guys in all of baseball. Invite Joey Gallo. Be, Let's see how far he can hit say, the ball. Yeah, it would be fun right? to this, watch Joey Gallo. This is what you want to see, right? One of his biggest critics because he's a two hundred hitter, but the guy can't hit the heck out of the ball. Right. That, that's the idea. Let's see how far he can hit the ball. I want to see him hit the Capitol. Hit, see him hit the White House in Washington. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know. So uh, I think that baseball is going to have to do that. You know, maybe put Madison Bumgarner in there, see a pitcher hit, because he likes to do it. I mean, they're going to have to try some different things. Maybe Suzuki has to, Ichiro has to do it. You know, but right now they've got some problems with everyone saying no. Why do you think no. everyone's saying no? Because they think they're going to mess up their swing. I mean, I go back to Bobby Abreu, the, the one year that uh, he was hitting home runs uh, and he took part. And then after that, he never really was a prolific home run hitter anymore. In my mind, you know, it, it might have ruined his swing for good because you're, you're swinging for the fences. But I don't know. Why do you think people are saying no? I think you're right. I think that's the only reason I can think of. I mean, you get it's, it's free publicity. It's fun. Hit a ball. So it has to be because they think it's going to wreck their swing. And if that's true, I totally understand it. Yeah. yeah. All right. We'll be back. Uh, we'll talk a little uh, Shelby Miller. This is making his comeback. Want to get uh, George's take on Shelby Miller. Expected to start Monday. We'll be back with more weekend fantasy update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Song uh, featured prominently in uh, the show Stranger Things that uh, was on Netflix. You ever watch Stranger Things, George? No, well, I don't. Uh, my wife watches it. She likes it, so I know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've heard, I heard a few good things from other people, but uh, I have not mm-hmm. tuned in. Yeah, good show. Um, so we were talking about um, the World Cup. And uh, I don't know if you heard about we the were. little controversy. Yeah, we were at the uh, at the uh, close of the first uh, segment, <laughs> and how you weren't watching it, and how you were upset. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, did you hear the uh, mini controversy uh, over um, the uh, Burger King ad, where uh, they oh, were God. looking? Did you hear this? They were looking no. for women. Uh, they were looking for women who would get impregnated by uh, World <laughs> Cup soccer stars. <laughs> so here's the ad. Uh, it, it read, Burger King, within the framework of social responsibility, 
has appointed a reward for girls who get pregnant from the stars of world football. Each will receive 3 million rubles and a lifelong supply of Whoppers. For these girls, it will be possible to get the best football genes and will lay down the success of the Russian national team on several generations ahead. Forward! We believe in you. That's the actual ad. So uh, they took a little uh, little grief for that. Are you, by the way, a little are, grief? Are you, <laughs> are you a, uh, you, you eat uh, fast food? You like, uh, like fast food or whatnot? Or, uh, I mean, every now and again, sure. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, but it's rare. I'm, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, if you keep, if you count pizza as fast food, then I, I have a lot of pizza. I like pizza. But as far mm-hmm. as uh, McDonald's or Burger King, uh, Wendy's, yeah. it's, uh, Every, I mean, it's, and sometimes I'm coming home. It's, well, it's midnight, one o'clock in the morning from work. Sure, mm-hmm. I may I may have no choice. It's either that or mm-hmm. starve. So, uh, but other than that, uh, I'm not going there at one o'clock in the afternoon for lunch. No, I, I have better options. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so yeah. Uh, so um, you know they had to uh, retract that ad. So I just thought it was can't imagine why. You, you think right? <laughs> but, oh, that's uh, just stupid. Yeah. I mean, I mean, who? <sighs> Some of these things that happen is like. Don't you have anyone who checks what you're doing here? Like, we have editors. We write columns, and, you know, uh, Jake Celia, Scott Engel's editing to make sure we're not, we don't say anything idiotic. You right. know, uh, I mean, don't these other people have it's, – it's bewildering that when you hear about some of the stuff that comes out here. Now, I did not hear about this, by the way. Mm-hmm. I know last week you are telling me about the uh, the vibrating panties. When yeah, yeah, yeah. Scores, and uh, yeah. now we have – uh, This is how we're covering uh, the World Cup here on our show. Uh, <laughs> and you wonder why I don't like the sport. I mean, uh, God, uh, it's just it's just it's stupid to me. It's just completely stupid. What, what what did they think was going to happen? Or was this the old any publicity is good publicity here? We don't care if it's uh, you know if we're going to get reamed for it as long as it, we get out there. Because that's what this mm-hmm. seems to me. Because I can't believe anyone would think, oh yeah, this will go, this will fly, no problem. No, 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 it's all right. I can't see that happening here. Yeah, not a very a good PR move, right? Uh, no. Uh, it's almost like, uh, you know, uh, the President Trump's wife wearing that jacket saying, you know, I don't really care. You know, like, did her PR person, you know, m- maybe say... Yeah, well, see, they don't really care. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah, I guess, I guess. Yeah, kind of dumb. But, uh, yeah, all right. So uh, we, we said uh, that we were going to talk about Shelby Miller, and damn it, we're going to be talking about Shelby Miller. <laughs> Making his comeback uh, Monday uh, against the Marlins. And, uh, look, he's going to be on a strict uh, innings pitch uh, restriction this season. But, you know, at one point, you know, uh, he uh, was a pretty darn good pitcher, right? Uh, first start against the Marlins. Now, I, I know you kind of say that you like to wait on, uh, you know, putting pitchers back in your lineup, you know, after they come back from a prolonged injury. That, that, is that where you're going with this? I mean, but – on the other hand, are you also maybe interested in him, you know, throwing a few uh, bucks on him off the waiver wire? Well, uh, yeah, I am interested, yes. So mm-hmm. I'd certainly think about uh, at least a few bucks, you know, depending on mm-hmm. how badly I need a starting pitcher. Maybe more. What do you think it's going to take, by the way? Do you think See, that's that, uh, going to be? That's probably the question I hate most because mm-hmm. I don't know your league. Mm-hmm. You know, I have no idea how many members in your league are in man, it. I'm going to try never to ask how you aggressive that your again, league is. You say you hate it, man. Well, I didn't mean from you, but that's, that's probably uh, the hardest question I get uh, to answer. Because everybody goes, well, how much do you think I should go? I don't know your league. 
buddy, right. is your league aggressive? Do you have aggressive owners? Does everybody have a full uh, budget? You know, is mm-hmm. everybody down to uh, single digits already? It's impossible to answer. You know, yeah. how many teams in your league need pitchers? You mm-hmm. know, uh, it's it, everything gets played into that. So it's mm-hmm. always an impossible question to answer. Uh, but as for Miller himself, he sort of, uh, now normally, yes, I would like to wait. I would mm-hmm. not want to start him with the exception. He's a two-start week off the bat. Yeah. His first start against Miami. Not exactly mm-hmm. the toughest of offenses here. Even the second start against San Fran, also not a great offense. Right. So I think in Miller's case, I'm almost forced. If I'm putting a decent amount of money because I need a starting pitcher, I'm he's going in my lineup. Mm-hmm. You know, I think the only chance I wouldn't start was if it's the exact opposite situation. Ah, I'm going to put a couple bucks just to keep people honest. Oh, I ended up with them. Well, then I may not. Yeah, because then mm-hmm. I, I would seem to signify that you probably have a good uh, a good staff, almost said rotation, which Scott would yell at us about because there is no mm-hmm. rotation in fantasy. <laughs> but uh, uh, so uh, yeah, I'm probably going to uh, depending on that uh, scenario. If I need a mm-hmm. starter, he goes for me. Two starts, you can't answer really two better starts. I mean, what do you want? Tampa Bay to be thrown in there too? Uh, so I'm going to have to go with him there. I mean, there is some worry, you know, that he could be, you know, give up four runs and four innings and he's gone. Mm-hmm. They're going to protect him somewhat. He's not going to throw 110 pitches, so you have to worry about that. But I don't think you can ask for much better in a two-start week. If this is a one-start week, it would be easy. Sit. Two-start week, odds are he goes for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm with you on that. And, uh, and yeah, that's a good point in terms of yeah, it's determining how much to throw on uh, someone in a particular league depends a lot on the specifics of your league. Most questions do. You know, I think sometimes uh, when guys, when we get, when you ask questions, uh, mainly through the Slack channel on Flu Road of Experts, you know, mm-hmm. I can only a- uh, answer the question as it's being given. You mm-hmm. know, and a lot of times, oh, well, you know, when I need to know if your league has, we always assume the, the normal 12 team league, you know, your basic categories, five by five. If it's head to head, that changes things. If you throw an OBP as a category instead of average, that changes things. If you have quality starts instead of wins, changes things. You know, if you don't tell us this, well, then that, you know, we're not going to be able to give you the right answer. Maybe maybe the answer is the same. Maybe it's not. So you always mm-hmm. need to give us as much information as possible uh, so we can make the correct, uh, I guess, diagnosis. I, I guess the correct, <laughs> but the, uh, <laughs> I guess the most accurate diagnosis we possibly can. So mm-hmm. it, it's a, it can be frustrating at times, but, uh, you know, any little thing can change things. Yes, I agree with you. Um, hey, um, this is probably not going to affect too many fantasy players unless you play in a, a real deep league. But uh, Bradley Zimmer, shoulder inflammation going to be out, uh, I believe it's four to six weeks at least. Uh, so the thing that I'm wondering about is this uh, Accelerate uh, Francisco Mejia's promotion. Uh, he's just about the, the top, the Indians, by the way. We're talking about Bradley Zimmer, outfielder for the Indians. Uh, if this maybe accelerates Mejia's promotion uh, to the major leagues. It could. I mean, we're, we're on June 23rd now, so you're not worried about the uh, the Super 2 deadline anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cleveland also, they released uh, Milky Cabrera, so you would, it looks like you have openings. I mean, your outfit yeah. right now is, Brant, is uh, Michael Brantley, Tyler Nakeen, and uh, Lonnie Chisenhall. Not mm-hmm. exactly you know, putting much fear into the heart of your opponents here. So it would mm-hmm. seem like you need to make a move here. You know, whether it'll be Mejia, I, I don't know. You know, it, it could be Will Benson, another uh, young prospect they have there. I, I don't know if it'd be, maybe it'll be a trade. Mm-hmm. You know, it could be either one of them. Mejia was just sent back down. 
Uh, so I think he has to wait. Actually, no, the 10 days is up. So he could go, mm-hmm. uh, he could become back up. You would think possibly, maybe, you know, they, they bring him back so you see what happens here. But the bottom line is we, we never know. You don't know what right. the team's thinking. You know, do they want to protect him? Was he just there for the, um, you know, a very, uh, very slight uh, cup of coffee last year? He only played 11 games last year. So this is the smallest of small sample size, which means, mm-hmm. which means it doesn't mean anything. Only batted right. 154. You know, so uh, in in AAA this year, he's batting 251. Yeah, so he's really that's... not doing anything to force a call up here, and that can be right. a problem as well. Right. Yeah, I, I mean, at one point he was, uh, you know, one of these guys that uh, was looked upon as, you know, almost like there's no such thing as a, a can't miss. But, I mean, his overall batting average in the minor leagues is uh, 288. But you're right, he's really kind of you know, not doing much so far this season. And the issue also was that when he was coming up, you know, he was a, a catcher. But now, uh, the uh, in the ins- you know, he's caught 32 games in the minor league so far this year. But he's also played a bunch uh, in the outfield. So, and uh, I think in the Arizona Fall League, you know, he was playing third base. So uh, I don't know if the Indians are sure where they want to play him at this stage. And uh, but that also makes yeah. you wonder: Can he play the outfield on an everyday basis? That, that could right. also go into he's this. Got, he's got yeah. 39 games there. I don't know how good he is, <laughs> but uh, they're trying to teach him the position, I guess, in the minor not leagues. Not too right many outfielders. Yeah. Not too many catches are going to make good outfielders. So it's a little <laughs> different there. So I might yeah. want to. Usually, be a at careful. the end of your career, right? That happens. If I'm not right. mistaken, like you know, totally at the end shot. of his career. Yeah, I think he was playing some some outfield for the Yankees. Thurman Munson at one time played a little, uh, was playing outfield, right field for the Yankees. Yeah. Because same thing. The knees. Your knees just mm-hmm. don't uh, don't hold up long term. Yeah, and the Indians uh, open up, you know, a, a lead in their division. Now they're coming into this weekend, six games up on uh, on Detroit, uh, forty one and thirty three as of Saturday morning. And uh, one of the guys that really uh, they're on their pitching staff that not really a household name, but having a season is Trevor Bauer. Uh, have you seen what he's doing? I mean. Uh, 2.5 ERA, uh, tons of strikeouts. Uh, again, you know, we, we all think of uh, Kluber. We think of Carrasco. I think Carrasco might be on the DL right now, but he's had uh, some problems with 4.24 ERA. But when you look at what Trevor Bauer has been doing, um, hey, if you're looking to target somebody in a trade, you're going to have to pay up for him. But so far, this guy's been uh, lights out. Uh, almost 11.5 or a little over 11.5 Ks per nine. It's hard not to to know about Bauer because Lord knows he doesn't have any problems staying out of the, the limelight. You know, pretty much accusing <laughs> the, the Astros of uh, maybe doing some illegal things <laughs> as mm. far as their pitches are concerned. About mainly about spin rate. Hey, uh, they, mm. that coal and spin, spin rate is so much higher with the Astros. Da, 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 da. So uh, and he he said some other things. He said a lot of strange. He's a strange guy. Mm-hmm. Really, what the bottom line is, he's not uh, he's not your typical uh, major league ball player there. So uh, it's hard not to know about Trevor Bauer. Uh, <laughs> he's probably their number two right at the Kluber right now. Uh, Carrasco yeah. is on the deal. Uh, I don't think that's going to be a long term situation with Carrasco, mm-hmm. but he is on the deal right now. Uh, Bauer's the number two. They're still waiting for uh, what uh, uh, what's his name, uh, Danny Salazar, to see what mm-hmm. is anything going to come of him this season. Uh, you know, Shane Bieber, by the way, is another guy to look at. Yeah. Uh, if you're yeah. Tro- if you're looking for an Indian starter, I'd rather have Bieber than Plutko. 
You know, I think Bieber's the guy you want. They had a very good start last night. I think he could be the guy who sticks sticks once even these guys Mm -hmm. return. Once Carrasco returns, I think it's Pluka who loses his job, not Bieber. Mm -hmm. Any relation to uh, your man Justin Bieber? Yeah, my man Justin. Uh, I'm going (laughs) to say no because I haven't heard it, but uh, I'd be lying if I said I'd been looking it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Fr- uh, Friday night start, very nice. Uh, seven innings pitched, uh, nine strikeouts, just one walk, lowers his ERA to 2.45. Probably available on uh, plenty of waiver wires as well. I would think so, yeah, because he had just gotten called up. You know, uh, and I think people, some people will worry that he is the guy to sent down. I just don't think he will be. There's always mm-hmm. a chance he is. You know, I just think when Carrasco comes back, which looks to be in about a week, you know, maybe mm-hmm. ten days. Uh, I think Carrasco takes Pluko's spot. So I mean, you're mm-hmm. still you're still good there with Bieber. He's the number five starter. Kluber, Carrasco, uh, Bauer, Clevenger, Clevenger, Bieber. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bieber's Bieber be number five, and I'll take that. Uh, I mm-hmm. think your biggest worry maybe when Salazar possibly returns. In the I was going to ask you about him. Month. Yeah, mm-hmm. but you know, they had no problem putting him in the bullpen. I think it, it comes down to this. Assuming they don't make a trade, if Bieber's pitching well, he stays in the rotation. Why would you take him out? Why would you fix what ain't broken? It's not like right. Salazar, some guy you have to put in the rotation there. So I think you're okay. Uh, I understand the risk and we're uh, there, but I Bieber's a guy I want right now. Mm-hmm. Justin or, or Shane? We're talking. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Shane here. Since I have no. Okay. I, I mean, I've heard yeah. of Justin Bieber, but I. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't think I know any of his uh, tunes. And mm-hmm. Thankfully, mm-hmm. I'm very thankful for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, just the the only fear I have of putting Salazar in the bullpen is uh, he's he's walking. Uh, Past couple of years, almost you know, four guys per nine. So if it's a short term, you know, if you put him in like a for short term relief, yeah, that, that could be an issue. But the guy strikes out a, a, a bunch of batters, at ten and a half Ks uh, per nine for his career. Just can't stay healthy too. He can't. I mean, and uh, he got put in the bullpen last year. He had all his, all his issues there. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a guy. He has talent. And the Indians oh, yeah. did put Salazar on the rotation. He's the guy you're going to want to pick up. Yes, mm-hmm. he can hurt your whip. But uh, they're going to win that division by eventually by 15, 20 games. That division's bad. And it's only going to mm-hmm. get worse at the trade deadline. So he would certainly be a guy I'm interested in if and when he comes back. But we've got to remember, he's missed the entire season now. Mm-hmm. I mean, he hasn't pitched all year. So uh, I don't think anybody know. I don't think anybody has any idea what they're going to get when he returns. Mm-hmm. Right, uh, Manny Machado again uh, in the news a little bit. Uh, Diamondbacks might be interested in him, and then John Heyman comes out and says, "Hey, you know, Padres are kicking the tires on uh, Manny Machado as well, just basically doing their due diligence." But uh, I think it's just a, a matter of time before uh, Machado gets traded. Might not even wait till the the trade deadline. Uh, I know in Baltimore, I would be shocked if he's not uh, if he's not there at the trade deadline. I think mm-hmm. they'll trade him on July thirty first. You know, the Angels going to want to, you know, get everything they can possibly, unless somebody blows them out of the water. Mm-hmm. Angels going to want to get everything, as much of him playing for Baltimore as he possibly can, because he's worried about money and selling tickets. And let's face it, when Machado goes away, so do the fans there. Uh, they'll, mm-hmm. they'll get more opposing fans coming to the games than they will Oriole fans. Uh, so I think he's going he's gonna to keep him as long as as possible. I think that's July 31st. I mean, it could be July 30th. Uh, I think a lot of teams, you're going to hear a lot, a lot of teams interested. You might said San Diego, Arizona. Sure, they'll kick the tires just mm-hmm. to make sure he's not going for a song and a dance. But in the end, you know, it's going to be, I mean, the Phillies make some sense. Uh, sure. I guess the, the Braves make some sense there as far as teams mm-hmm. that have what uh, Baltimore wants. And Baltimore wants young pitching. That's what they, that's what they very much need. Uh, mm-hmm. Dodgers can make some noise as well, even though they really don't have the need unless they're going to put a shortstop. 
But uh, those are teams I expect, nationally teams, are the teams I expect to be big-time bidders for him. All right. Well, uh, you heard it here. When we come back, we're going to be switching some gears. Talk a little fantasy football with my friend George Kurtz. Listen to Weekend Fantasy Update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We'll be back with more. 